You're listening to On the Record. On the Record. This was the way it was for women. You're a single mother. You have to have a job. You have to feed your family. It's 1978. Your boss could get away with this, and you had no recourse. How could this be? More than a year after the Me Too movement gained national attention, what impact has it had on sexual assault policies and legislation? Today on The Morning Record, staff writer Mary Ellen Godin shares the thoughts of one human resource attorney. Patricia Riley, a partner with the firm Mirtha Kalina, addressed a group of women at a Quinnipiac Chamber of Commerce event Thursday on the topic of sexual harassment. Riley, who specializes in sexual harassment law, talked about the impacts of the Me Too movement both on how people recognize sexual harassment and legislative proposals on the issue. She also talked about Joe Biden. Today is April 4th. I'm Mike Savino, and this is The Morning Record. So we are now joined by staff writer Mary Ellen Godin uh, to talk about sexual harassment in the workplace. Mary Ellen, thanks for joining me. Oh, thanks for having me. And uh, before uh, we... Before anybody jumps to any conclusions, because we know obviously what's going on in the media landscape with oh, you know, being caught yes. me too. We're not talking about our workplace. Uh, we're talking about actually Mary Ellen went and covered um, an event uh, in, in uh, North Haven for the Quinnipiac Chamber. Uh, they had a conversation about sexual harassment in the mm-hmm. workplace. Uh, so Mary Ellen, I guess just first off, tell us a little bit more about the conversation and, and who was doing it. Okay. Um, well, the Quinnipiac uh, Women's um, Business Group um, it's a networking group that meets um, monthly, I believe. Um, they have guest speakers, and today's guest speaker was Patricia Riley, um, a New Haven attorney who specializes in basically workplace law and employment law. And her, you know, her topic. Uh, she also does um, sexual harassment prevention training for large corporations. So, you know, um, she basically address the group on the, the law, the changes in the law, and some of today's events. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and she also, as she talked about in the, in, in the uh, with the group, that, you know, a lot of times she's called in to represent the company exactly. or, as you said, do training. So right. like, she has a perspective of she's not just somebody who tries to find women who've been, uh, who have these complaints and then come forward. She's somebody who also works with companies right, to try exactly. to make their workplace uh, more, right. more, more compliant, more compliant with, with the with, law. With law. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in, in, I, right out of the gate, you know, she had an interesting uh, little, you know, she, she was, it was interesting the way she was talking about the law and sort of the timeline right. uh, and re- how recent this really is yep. when you think about it. Yeah, so. it hasn't been that only 35 years. The boss is the vice president of the bank. The female is the teller. He says to her, you must sleep with me to keep your job okay now we all laugh because we know that would be illegal today right in 2019 okay was that legal in 1950 raise your hand okay yes how about how about in 1960 yes yes 1970s yes yes 1970s okay when did sexual harassment in the workplace become illegal? What year? 1986. Yeah, she makes the point. I mean, in 1986, there was a Supreme Court ruling that, that recognized that this exactly. was a violation of Title VII. And mm-hmm. that's really when we start to see sexual harassment 
um, you know, be illegal in the workplace, um, which is is And it also led to mandated training programs for supervisors. Yeah. And to put that into perspective of of how recent that is, I was two when that happened. You were two? (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. You know, that's that's, uh, not that long ago. (laughs) Okay. I'm just barely old enough to run for president now, so yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> it's not that long ago, um, but uh, so you know, she also, as you said, she she talked about recent events. Uh, in particular, obviously, we're still uh, seeing uh, you know with the Me Too movement and people mm-hmm. uh, you know coming to terms with this this shift right. uh, since the Harvey Weinstein reporting right. and, and women now. And it's only been a more, year, uh, year, year and a half yep. uh, about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and certainly more women have now felt comfortable right. coming forward with their tales and, and um, at the same time, you know, attitudes shifting in the workplace. Right. It's um, led to um, quite a few discussions. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what did she have to say about that, both in terms of those discussions, but also perhaps some of the laws, uh, you know, since then? Um, well, I mean, there's, uh, you know, one of the one of the key things is, um, you know, it's the attitude again. Um, you know, there's absolutely no reason that any employer supervisor should have to touch an employee at all. No reason. Nothing justifies that. So, um, you know, taken from there, um, um, there's also maybe some legislation coming that would lower I mean right now the law is for um, companies that have over 50 employees to get um, harassment prevention training Um, they're trying to lower that so that more more uh, companies are impacted one of the things that has happened is that it's you know the discussions are no longer just limited to the workplace what the weinstein case showed and the me too movement was you know it brought about a wider broader discussion about all women's uh, about experiences women have had and she said primarily that even though she has heard of cases where um, you know, women have been the uh, perpetrator. Um, she said all of the cases she's prosecuted, they've been the men. It's been the men. And, and obviously, as, as the Me Too uh, movement has gone on and these discussions have gone on, obviously there's several elements that, one being in many fields, including in, in media, our field, mm-hmm. um, uh, the power dynamic is still right. that, that men predominantly hold positions mm-hmm. of power. Mm-hmm. And this is as much a, a power situation as anything else. Right. They're in a position right. of authority to do this. Exactly. Um, um, among other reasons why men might be doing this more than women, that that's a, a key right. contributor. And we saw that with the Mount Lauer mm-hmm. instance. Um, we, we also saw it at Fox, Bill mm-hmm. O'Reilly, mm-hmm. Roger Ailes. And so, right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it was uh, TV. It was, uh, it was radio. And I want to get back to you because this seemed to be a big part of the conversation that she was having. Uh, I want to get back to your point about, um, you know, touching and, mm-hmm. and really saying there's no reason to be doing certain things mm-hmm. it it seemed you know and you you obviously were there so you you have a better sense but it mm. seemed to me obviously there's you know a, the me too movement focus on things that people generally realize you're not supposed to do you're not supposed mm-hmm. to do what harvey weinstein did right. that if you want this movie part you have oh to exactly or, I mean, those are yeah. the blatant yeah. obvious examples that exactly. you see in those uh you know those, those right. videos that everyone has to right. watch and, and those kind of those have eyes. become more accepted Mm-hmm. Um, you, you know, it's 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 easy. Everybody knows that. Yeah, we're all adults now. It seemed her conversation focused on, 
you know, things that like, you know, maybe it's okay. Some to, of the gray areas, yeah, right. That it's okay in, in social settings with your right. family and close friends to, right. you know, hug somebody when they're sad or mm-hmm. kiss them on the cheek as a greeting that mm-hmm. maybe those aren't appropriate in right. the workplace. And, and sort of that's, it seemed like she was saying that's one of the issues right. with trying to break through on sexual harassment. Right. Well, the, you know, the Me Too did set the standards in the workplace very high. Um, well, the law did. And Me Too just kind of reinforced that. It also, you know, it also highlighted the, the fact that no one should be subjected um, to, uh, you know, sexual comments or be made to feel uncomfortable, racist, uh, racist and sexist jokes, um, things, anything that, you know, would make an employee feel feel uncomfortable and re, as far as recourse goes larger companies um, have human resource departments people can you know file complaints of sexual harassment with an HR officer but some companies don't have that and it's the boss mm-hmm. you know smaller companies it's the boss that's doing that so for that you know Connecticut has the Commission on Human Rights and Opportunities um, where they'd be, you know, they can help you file a complaint. Right. And so it seemed like, the, the, you know, basically, um, you know, the conversation today was there's really two kinds of issues. There's the, the bosses who think they can get away mm-hmm. with doing the egregious mm-hmm. things like Matt Lauer and, and, and uh, Harvey Weinstein and, and, mm-hmm. and Bill O'Reilly that I could just get away with this and then mm-hmm. they get caught. Mm-hmm. And then there's also the changing attitudes right. that, you know, maybe you sh- it's not appropriate to hug in the workplace. Right. There's just, you know, just don't do it. Just mm-hmm. save that for home with your family and friends and right. those kinds of things. Right. And so really there's kind of two fronts here. Exactly. Um, and people have to – and mistakes and incidents still happen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as, as, as much as sometimes the training doesn't get through to certain people and or old habits die hard. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, there will be an incident and people are surprised and, you know, in this day and age, but they do happen. And did she give a sense of, is she tries to say, you know, we need to change the, I mean, what kind of reaction does she get from workplaces? Did did she give a sense of, yeah, workplaces agree or or does she feel like it's still difficult to get companies to No, I think more people are, are becoming more accepting, you know. I mean, especially employees um, maybe stay at a company 10, 12 years, uh, move on. I mean, it's become corporate culture. It's a, it's sign of professionalism. Mm-hmm. Um, and she also brought up, uh, you know, as we talk about what's appropriate and what's not, she did bring up the Joe Biden She said, situation. yes, so we're going to go there. <laughs> <laughs> and she so, mentioned Joe Biden. Everybody laughed, of and, course. And so what, did, what was her take on, and on uh, Joe Biden? Well, you know, she's a fan of Joe's. You know, she came out and, and said that right away, but it was basically what were you thinking? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's there's absolutely no reason for that type of behavior. Um, it was, She also said it was paternalistic, too, which is something I hadn't really thought of. Um, more paternalistic than sexual. Well, and that's what her... And that was also insulting. Was she never took it as right. sexual, but she still took it as inappropriate. Inappro- and, absolutely, and, yeah. yeah. And she said, you know, had that been um, in the workplace, it would have been illegal. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, ramifications, would have, would have, he would have suffered some kind of ramifications. But the flip side is in the workplace, if I'm training you on sexual harassment prevention and you're the boss, 
do not ever touch anybody. There's no reason for you to touch anybody. There's no reason for you to hug anybody. There's no reason for you to put your hands on anybody. Cut it out. Don't do it. So I don't know why somebody didn't have a little chit chat with Joe and say, Joe, we love you. If you were my uncle, I'd give you a big hug. You know, we know it wasn't sexual. But on the other hand, you really cannot do that. So what's going on? I think what's going on is that there's been a real cultural shift. There's a huge cultural shift. And I'm glad because I don't want to be back in Mad Men days. I don't want to be the single mother who, you know, has to put up with this kind of awful stuff in order to support her family. But she also said there is a big difference between Harvey Weinstein and Joe Biden. Um, what Harvey did, you know, with the quid pro quo, um, sex for roles, sex for jobs, um, and what Joe did maybe clumsily, um, you know, annoyingly, creepily, as, you know, it's been described lately, are two different things. Mm-hmm. Um and what kind of, I mean, this is the women's group, so I'm assuming the audience was, was mostly, were there men there as well? No, or was the it, was, it was all women. What was the reaction that you saw? Um, and, and the reason I ask is because yeah. I want to put in perspective the, the reaction. But right. I mean, I'm assuming uh, the, the reaction was, you know, supportive. That right. Yeah, and there were questions. They had questions about retaliation, especially when people go to CHRO um, and um, things like that. And, she, you know, she said yes, that does happen she has seen that and those are grounds for lawsuits um etc but getting back to the joe biden thing she did also say that women in power also have to take some responsibility for checking this behavior as well um you know she kind of challenged uh biden's accuser who was running for a lieutenant governor in a position to turn around and firmly say knock it off joe you know what do you think you're doing um, you know, um, instead, you know, that didn't happen. Also, you know, women who are in positions of power should, you know, speak up when when someone does this. I mean, it doesn't it doesn't let um, Biden off the hook, but it also says, you know, um, to sit back and take it in this day and age is is ridiculous. Uh, interesting stuff. Mary Ellen, thanks for your time. All right. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Morning Record. If you like what you heard, you can find us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, and iTunes. Make sure you subscribe to our page so you know when new episodes are posted. You'll also discover all the other great content from The Record Journal's On The Record podcast series. Please give us a rating and review so that others can discover us too. Or cut out the middleman and just tell a friend or two. The opening theme was Ground Cayenne by The Good Louds. All on the record podcast are produced by RJ Staff. Mm-hmm.